What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. I am your host, Anthony Cortez. Joining alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What it do? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. Appreciate you showing up, Kevin. I don't have it pulled up, but uh, please continue to support our, our friends at Baseballism. Uh, baseballism.com, they're America's brand. Um, for first-time shoppers, visit them at Baseballism.com. We use our code AA Sports. Um, bunch of bunch of good they got a bunch of good stuff over there they partner with the usa baseball team uh they just released some new family collection shirts um like i said i don't have to pull it up in front of me but i say the same thing over and over so just please keep supporting our friends and support indian any and all local small businesses out there whoever whoever they may be uh because they do still need your support so baseballism.com it's america's brand aa sports thank you all right gentlemen week two or not week two week whatever this is week three week three right we're, yeah, this was the end of week three. Thank you. <laughs> week three. Uh, Alex, I know you got some stuff on your mind. What, what do you got, man? So the first one, okay. So, again, we're still super early into the season. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Of 17 games, we've played three of them. You know, almost an entire season left to play still. But I think after week three, you you can start to see some – some maybe some trends, you know what I mean? Now, granted, they can always super flip. Like, we saw the Bucks just flip a switch after their their off-season – or not off-season, excuse me, their off-week, their bye-week last year. Uh, so things can change and in a hurry. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about, and we talked a little bit about this uh, in the first episode, is the Steelers. So I am curious, and kind of short blurbs, right, where do you guys see the Pittsburgh Steelers and where are their issues? Whomever can go first, it doesn't matter. Because I, I have a feeling that we're going to say some generally the same things. I was curious where you guys are at on that. Yeah, well, let's you go first. I've have, I have watched zero Steelers football this year. Well, the Steelers won the division last year. That ain't going to happen again this year. There ain't no way. It's going to be – I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Browns, and I think the the Ravens are going to be right in the thick of it. And I think you're going to see the Bengals creeping up there. I don't even know if they're going to – excuse me. I don't even know if they're going to avoid being last place in that division the way they're playing right now. They're banged up, especially on their defensive side, which is supposed to be their strength. They can't establish the run. Um, even though they have a first-round pick in Najee Harris, and that's not his fault. That would be their offensive line because if you're running into a brick wall, you're not going anywhere. And that's the problem because that wall ain't moving. That wall ain't splitting and opening gaps like an offensive line should. It's just staying there and getting in the way. Yes. Ooh. Pick six for the Cowboys. Anyway, um, yeah, it's not looking good for the Steelers. They are not going to be doing well this season. Um, T.J. Watt just signed that big contract extension. What happens? Immediately gets injured. <laughs> I, do. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's – things are not trending well for the Steelers. What do you got, Anthony? Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm looking at is Ben Roethlisberger. How much time does he have left? And, I mean, if you're the front office there, should you start be thinking about his replacement? And whether or not that's Mason Rudolph, that's your call. But <laughs> no, 
Okay, but, well, continue, there you... continue. Doesn't matter. Continue. I mean, no, that's... I can tell you right now. That's the reason they brought in Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you, I mean, if if this season continues to trend in that direction to where you're going to finish dead last in your division, I think you need to start looking at replacements for Ben Roethlisberger because just, I th- I mean, it's you know. Every quarterback gets there, and they don't like getting there, but they get there. And sometimes you have to force their hand, you know? Uh, I don't think it's on Roethlisberger this year. Like, yeah, he's not anything. I'm not saying it is because I'm, like, but. I don't think it matters who you throw back there. I think it's just, it's bad no matter what because you don't have an offensive line to protect him. See, okay, and I, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. And most sports announcers that I've heard talk on the subject for the last two days, I agree with you guys 100%. Uh, you know, I think the first thing you got to ask, which is very, very strange for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is are you actually better today than the Cincinnati Bengals? And I don't think the answer is inherently yes, as much as it used to be for most of this decade, right? But here's the thing. I don't think the Steelers are so far away from being a good team and even a great team. Because if you really look at some of the best teams and the prolongevity of being a good team in the NFL, it takes certain things, right? And the Steelers have most of them. Number one, you have to have a good head coach. Mike Tomlin and his over a decade has never had a losing record with the Steelers. He's a good coach right now. Questionable playoff, whatever, but lots of people don't do well in the playoffs. Right. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pass. and he does have a Super Bowl to his name. You know what I mean? So let's not forget that. Number two, you have to have a good defense. Now they traded away a high draft pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick. And he turned out to be extraordinary, right? Like, he is a staple of that defense. And when that defense is healthy, you're looking at a top five, top seven defense in the league, right? And mm-hmm. that is super important. You look at the Patriots' prolongevity, lots of good defense. You look at the reason why some of these young teams are doing really well, and it's because of their defense, right? I think, you know, the Chiefs for a little bit have been kind of the, the outlier to that. They didn't necessarily have a great defense. They had a good defense, a serviceable defense, a winning quarterback defense, um, but not a great defense. They had a running back who could get the job done, and I think Najee Harris will be that guy for them for a while, right? And even then, some didn't. You know, the Patriots were running back by committee for a while, uh, but you look at some of the greats. I mean, when the Cowboys were great, it was their run game because you could help control – the game that way, right? You control how much time the other team has on the field. You can control a lot of different things when you have a good run game. I think what we're seeing in the Steelers is two things. Number one, the effect of not planning for the future, not even so much in their quarterback, but in their offensive line, right? The Cowboys have a good offensive line, and it looks like they have guys to back them up too. Lyle Collins is out. They're doing just fine. They have Martin. They have a couple other guys, Steele who did go to steel, which I hysterical. Uh, and he stepped in beautifully, right? The line doesn't look like they missed a beat, right? Well, I mean, we're literally watching it right now. So if you can get 
one to two more guys on that offensive line, really one more good guy on that offensive line, that's a huge upgrade, right? And you might even be able to go steal somebody from another team. You pay them a little bit of money, and that team has the money to spend, right? They have a decent wide receiver core, right? Jay Pool, Claypool, <laughs> Chase Claypool, J.J. Schuthmister, whatever. They're not bad wide receivers. They're not. They're not bad wide receivers. They are service wide receivers who can get – Huh? Deion Washington. Thank you. And Washington, too. I, I agree. And, no, Ben Roethlisberger isn't the quarterback to be able to win you a game when he throws 60 times. But let's be honest, how many quarterbacks in the league are? Right now, how many quarterbacks in the league are? And even then, as you get older, we know that's not the recipe. We know that's not the recipe. I think far too many people are hitting the panic button because we are unaccustomed to saying, number one, the Bengals be good, right? Let's be honest. You lose to the Bengals and we're like, what the fuck is happening? And number two, the Steelers be mediocre. But you look at what they got going on right now, and they're not that far away from being a good team. I don't. I think they'll still have a winning season, fortunately for them, because they have an extra game to do it in. You know what I mean? I think that uh, there's that possibility some guys get healthy, they create a game plan, whatever the case is. They do need to start looking at how to move away from Roethlisberger and that contract, and I agree, but I don't think he has to leave right now. I don't think he has to leave today. I don't think he has to leave in the next three years, necessarily. If you can change the way you play to fit who you have around you, you can still win. Just because that's not what you've been doing in the past doesn't mean that's not what you can't do in the future. He doesn't have to throw 50 yards down the field. He can throw the check down. That's fine. Run the ball, throw the check down. If you get one, two good offensive linemen, one in the draft, maybe one in the trade or one in the sign, whatever the case is, like I think they're right back to being in the thick of it. I think what you're seeing is a terrible offensive line. I'm going to tell you their schedule the next few weeks, and this is why I'm going to tell you they're not going to be that winning team that you think they're going to be. Oh, no, I see. I pulled up. Packers. Play the Packers next week. I think that's a loss. They play the Broncos, who have been playing very well. I think that's a loss. They play Seattle in Seattle. No, at home. I'm sorry. Seattle at home, but it's a primetime game, and Russell Wilson does good in primetime. I think that's a loss. And then they go to the Browns, which I think is another loss, because that offensive line is not going to stop the defensive line of Cleveland. I think their next win doesn't come until uh, November 8th against the Bears, and then they'll win against the Lions as well. So you get two wins right there. But then they play the Chargers. Then they go to Cincinnati, play the Bengals, which I think they could potentially win that game because by then you should have some of your defensive players back. But here's the thing. We can argue whether they're going to have a winning or losing season, break it down game by game. We won't know until it actually is played out. More to the point, though, they're not that far off from being right back where they were. There may be two offensive linemen away from being right back in the conversation of, well, are they going to do it? Are they going to win this division? Can they contain or maintain that dominance? The question is where are they going to find these offensive linemen? Well, I mean, you look at both Slater and uh, Sewell, and they have fit in well and have been doing extremely well. So two examples of it being done in the draft, right? Okay, uh, that doesn't help them this season. Left. Huh? That doesn't help them this season. Our argument right no. now is this season. What's going to help them this season? Sure, and I agree. I'm not saying that they're going to do great this season. I'm not saying that they're going to win. Probably not. We all know, right? I, again, I think maybe they'll have a winning season still. I believe in Tomlin that way. But I think going forward, 
right? In the next three to five years, everybody's so panicked about what's happening this season when I don't think they need to be. I don't think you have five seasons. Because by that time, you definitely need a new quarterback because Big Ben's not going to last much more past uh, next season at the most. I'm not saying you do. Because you think of the two things I said that you need to fix, right, is you do have an aging quarterback in your offensive line. Everything else is fine. You can do that in three to five years. I think that they are not that far removed in three to five years from being that team again. That's assuming you hit on a quarterback, too, though, you know? Because yeah, that's the yeah. big thing is – Robocop. Pay attention. <laughs> because quarterbacks are such hit and miss commodities, especially in the draft. Because you can look at uh, these first-round picks, these top picks, Sam Darnold, uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, they're not looking good. But then you have ones that go later in the, in the first round in Patrick Mahomes – and Justin Herbert, and they're lighting it up, you know? So, and Dak Prescott, fourth round. It, it's such an unknown when it comes to draft prospects. You can't necessarily say in five years that, okay, they're going to have a good quarterback behind center and they're going to be good again because there's no way to tell. If they had an established young quarterback right now and their only issue was the offensive line, then yes, I could maybe agree with you in about five years. Maybe they'll be a good good team again. But if you're not if you're not going to be set at that quarterback position in even three years, then I don't know if I can predict the Steelers to be good in a few years. You know. Well, but a couple of things to that. Number one, you just mentioned how you can get a quarterback at a lot of different positions in the draft. Yes, it is hit or miss, but they don't have to have a first round, second round, third round draft pick to get a winning level quarterback. They don't, right? Number two, we've seen quarterbacks who aren't that good win Super Bowls. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like you look at a lot of, at the, over the last five years, you're going to see, of course, it's only been like three of them, right? Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, you know, there's these five old heads that are kind of moving out of the league. So we're going to see some, some young blood, which will be fun. It'll be fun to watch, but then there's still fucking Tom Brady. Uh, but more of the point, a lot of these guys can go to established teams, teams that have all the pieces that you need and be inserted and do just fine and do well. With the right coaching and the team already there, who's to say you can't get a guy like Mac Jones who came in, who had all the things already set up for him? All he has to do is throw the ball three yards and hand the ball off to somebody else. That's a, that's a possibility. That is that that can happen for a team. You can set your team up so well that you can get a average to but we'll even put average quarterback in there and make playoff runs and have a shot at winning your title. You know what I mean? You're not getting Mac Jones from from uh, from Bill, but I know what you mean. I, I, no, I I'm not that. saying get Mac Jones, but what I'm saying is that Mac you can Jones get similar. Isn't you can get you can get to do a lot. He's not asking to do a lot. The average length of the ball that he throws is three yards. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't throw the ball a lot either. He throws he's the ball a few times. Yeah, he's saying it's to find somebody that can plug and play and game manage like Bridgewater is in Denver right now exactly. or like uh, Trent Dilford did for uh, Baltimore. Another great example. I mean, fuck, Joe no. Flacco won a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, in fairness, Flacco had a really good year that year. He did, and it can happen. So, but my examples were more of average quarterbacks in a good system. Sure. And, but I could say the big thing with those healthy, strong defenses and a solid run game. And in, they have a healthy – they have a strong defense when they're healthy. So, yes, when I agree. They're it's not healthy, this year. That's the problem. Sure. It's not this year. I, I'm not arguing that. But, again, they're not far off. One quick point I want to make, isn't it – and it's not even a point, but it's more of an observation. Isn't it crazy how, like, the most – well, one of the most important positions on the football field is uh, is the – either offensive line or defensive line and how just like unappreciated it is. Oh yeah. Like, I would definitely say you could say offense or defensive line. I would have to say the offensive line is probably the most important uh, position to the success of a football team. As far as ball movement goes. I mean, cause it's everything. If you don't have a good, if you don't have good protection, you don't have anything. You don't have a good quarterback. You don't have a good running back. You don't have, you have nothing. Your offense doesn't move, and then you won't score points. There you go. That's crazy. Just how unnoticed and unappreciated it goes. Everybody focuses on the quarterback or the or the running back, and then when they're not doing good, why are they not doing good? Well, why do you think? Right. <laughs> Take a guess. You know. But you know what? I'll say this: the offensive line has been getting more love in the last six, seven years. You know, it has, and. You have a feeling that, or at least, the, like, when I watch drafts, like, when I've watched the NFL drafts in the past, like, you know, that position, when it gets drafted high, you know, like, your souls this year, when it gets drafted high, you know, some fans would be like, why did we take a lineman? Well, you need a lineman, dude. Like, what, like, you don't and need. That's the difference between people who know the sport and people who watch the sport. Yeah, that's true. People who watch yeah. the sport want the super athletic, make a big play, holy shit, 80-yard touchdown. People who know the sport go like, yeah, well, your quarterback needs time to be able to throw the ball. Yeah. And then you can do that with almost anybody. You know, so. Okay, my second big one. Can we all please just overreact to the Denver Broncos? Because <laughs> in watching them, I am like, yo, this is a playoff run caliber roster with a coach who is putting the right pieces in the right position and with a quarterback who minus injuries would have had an illustrious career right off the bat, but because he's a boring game manager, nobody fucking thinks twice about him. Fucking Teddy Two Gloves is doing a great job in Denver. He is doing so well in Denver that it makes a lot of people go like, holy shit, where has this team been? They've, they've been there the entire time. Most of these players have been there the entire time, if you're, if you're being honest about it, right? At least two to three years, everybody, except for Jared Judy, I guess, right? And even then, he's injured. But you still have like, oh, my God. Can we just talk about the Broncos for a minute? Right now, I'm overreacting to the, to the Cowboys. Kevin, your Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, man. They're looking and I, good, aren't they? And I say that with just the utmost um, sarcasm that you can think yeah. of. But they do look good. That's I a mean, lie. Right now, against the Eagles. 
Sure. Michael Parsons shown to be a difference maker on the defense. They're actually showing defense right now that they just drafted. Kelvin Joseph made some good plays in the secondary. Odigizawa's making a good impact as a defensive tackle. I mean, they got they hit on a couple of these draft picks pretty well. And then you got Parsons your first seems round. Parsons to be doing better second. as a DN than an actual linebacker now. Yeah, he's a linebacker moving to DN, like just because of all the injuries and suspensions and everything right now. I mean, it's it's incredible what Micah Parsons is doing. And then you have uh, Trayvon Diggs, the second-round pick from last year, making plays. He already has a pick six in this game, and I think he already has three interceptions in the season, and it's only three games in. I mean, that's incredible. He's turning into one of the better shutdown corners in this league. Hi, Kevin. I gave you two minutes. Sorry, Alex. I just haven't had I a chance to. to uh, I I I, uh, I haven't had a chance to watch any Broncos. So, but I mean, they're three and zero. You 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 play your schedule. You're three and zero. Hey, good for you. I mean, they brought in uh, Bridgewater over Locke. They decided Locke isn't their guy right now. Um, yeah, playing good football, man. See, okay, and here's the thing. The three teams that they have played so far are not very good. Let's combined own set own nine record. Yep. Right. Like, let's be honest. It's the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Now, two out of the three games were on the road, so there's something to be said for that. But it's more of the quality of win versus just the fact they did because they're expected to beat these teams. If you're a good team, if you're a decent team, you're expected to have a three and zero record against these guys, right? Yeah, but you also – you shut out the Jets. So that's saying something. Yeah, you shut out the Jets. You outgained every one of these guys by far more than anybody else. They have done it confidently and to some degree quietly. You know what I mean? They've given up two touchdowns all year long. You know what I mean? Regardless, that's still impressive, right? Yeah. Now, you look at the depth chart – this looks like a, a potentially a playoff caliber depth chart. The, the big, you know, offensively, there's some questions on the line, and the running back situation is kind of like a, a general question. I think Javante Williams will get more and more and more playing time as the season goes on. Uh, but Melvin Gordon has been good up to this point. You know I mean, you look at you look at the linebackers, Von Miller, Reed. They've been playing well. Kareem Jackson. Simmons, Sutton have been excellent in that secondary. Their defense is very good. Bradley Chubb is injured fucking again. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he can come back. Well, hopefully for them, I guess. I don't really. Whatever. But just go Falcons. But again, <laughs> I think what we'll find is if the Broncos are pretenders or not in the next three weeks or so. Right? I was just about to ask you. Next three weeks – you have the Ravens at home, Steelers on the road, and and Raiders on on the at home. Are so you? I think you win at least. I think with how they've been playing and what's going on, they win at least two of those three. I right? agree with that. Because let's look at the Ravens. Right, they lost in overtime already. Uh, they almost lost, except for a literal NFL record field goal of sixty six yards, which is just unbelievable. You know what I mean? They have like zero running backs. I think they beat. I think they beat Baltimore. I do. Uh, especially for perspective, being- 
I just want to say for perspective out there, for the people that don't, that don't understand the just insanity of that, kicking a 60-yard field goal or anything past a 60-yard field goal, you're literally kicking it from midfield. Yeah. You know? No, I, past that, because it's 10 yards, 60, so you're six yards on the other side. Right, he was saying a 60-yarder would be at midfield, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So... Uh, no, you're absolutely right. A dude is kicking. A dude is kicking literally from the 50 yard line or past with an extra 10 yards to go in the end zone. That's yeah. that's that's dumb. It's so. unreal. <laughs> I think you beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I think you can beat up their offensive line enough, especially with Von Miller and some of those guys that they have on the line. You can shut down all of their receivers. So if the only thing you have to do is watch Najee Harris. He hasn't proven that he can win a game just on him alone. And then the offense is questionable at best for them. You know what I mean? As a whole for the Steelers. And then their offense can definitely control game time, especially with so many injuries, right? So I see them going 5-0. and Let's say they lose to the Raiders or the Browns. I'm not sure which one, but I think they win one of those two against the Raiders or the Browns. The Raiders have been good so far, but something's got to give at some point. They're playing at home. Maybe it's just me having some wishful thinking, but I think they probably beat the Raiders but then lose to the Browns. You know what I mean? So I think in you know, the next one, two, three, four, next one, so four. So in the, I think they go six and one in their first seven games. Wow. Even if they go five and five after that, that's eleven wins on the season. I don't know. I think they have. It's going to be tough because I mean, you're you look at their first three games is and we just said it. Oh nine. This next week is going to show us how good they truly are. If they can beat the Ravens in a hard-fought football game. <clears throat> then I think they have a shot to be very, very good, you know. And don't get me wrong, Baltimore has its issues. I don't think it's one of the top teams in the AFC anymore this year. But it's still a good football team. And it's – I, I kind of look at this game as the litmus test for them. If they can beat the Ravens and do it well, then, yes, I think they're one of the top – of the going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. If they struggle with them, lose the game, or even just barely beat them, I don't know how well they're going to go against these more top teams in the league. Um, I think they can beat the Steelers with the Steelers' current state. But if they can't beat the Ravens, I don't think they'll beat the Raiders. I don't think they have a shot because right now the Raiders are looking good. They're looking for real. Uh, I think they will lose to the Browns. And a couple weeks after that, I think they'll lose to the Cowboys. Washington, I think, might be a close game. We'll see, though. Things can happen in these next few weeks. While we're on the subject of looking at schedules, can we talk about the Bengals real quick, starting 2-1? and one. Their next uh, – this is, looks like six weeks. At home against the Jaguars. Uh, at home – uh, Packers on the road next three game at Detroit at Baltimore at at New Jersey uh, at home against at home against Cleveland. That's one. I see one, two, three, four, potentially four wins right there. Is this Bengals um, team 
is this Bengals team potentially making the playoffs or even making a push for the wild card this year? No. I see three wins at best. Yeah, I think I think they're going to go three and three in the next six, which would put them at what five and four. Uh-huh. This team's going to hover around five hundred, which is a mass improvement over last year. Uh-huh. You know, I think they're going to be about nine and eighteen, maybe eight and nineteen, but they are well on their way to make a push next year. I don't think it's going to happen this year. They're going to have some really close games. I could see them be potentially like the Chargers of last year. You know, they're going to be in these games. They're going to have a lot of one-score games. They're going to lose a couple of these one-score games and uh, be competitive, but just barely miss out on the playoffs. When you say barely, what do you mean? Like by how many games? Uh, within two games of a wild-card spot. Of a wild-card spot, yeah, because I'm looking at their last, like, six games, and I see, like, one win. I don't think you're beating Cleveland in Cleveland. I don't think you're beating the Chiefs, not yet. Maybe against the Ravens, I'll put a question mark. I don't see you going to Denver and winning. I think by that point, San Francisco will be healthy, so you're not winning that one. I don't see you beating the Chargers, not yet again. I'll give you a question mark versus the Steelers. But even then, I think you'll go. I think you'll split with the Steelers. So you already did that. So I see them go. I see them going six and one at best, two and five in their last seven games. I think they probably end up closer to what they did last year six and 11, seven and 10, which is still an upgrade. But I think that's kind of where they were last year, right? Didn't they finish in that like five and 12? Yes. Yeah, they 11? were. 5, 11, and 1, if I remember right. Yeah. Because that one stupid tie against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not a bad team. You know I mean, but you beat a Vikings team that, like, what the fuck is happening up there, right? I think there are bigger question marks going on in, in Minnesota than anything else. A Bears team, which is in disarray, and the Steelers team, which is a shell of their former self. True. But I yes, do think those are better teams than what the Broncos have been playing. Yeah, and I would agree. I would agree. Uh-huh. Hey, real quick. So, last point I wanted to make, I did. The Vikings game, they should have lost. If he can make a 30-yarder, which is, by the way, about the same distance as a PAT, Vikings win that game. They could have – they were a field goal away from one and two. You know what I mean? And they didn't even – yeah, they're a field goal away from one and two. Uh, I looked at something, and I thought it would be fun to discuss – Who's the best winless team out there right now? So far, you have the Jets, Jaguars, Colts. Is that it? Uh, Giants and Lions, all without a win. But who's the best team out there right there that doesn't have a win yet? I think the team that has played the hardest and kept it competitive most out of the zone three would be Detroit. Do I think they're the best team of the Ophers? No, I think probably the Colts are. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the Colts have actually have a closer point differential than the Lions do too. Uh, I don't know if they've necessarily played harder teams or not, but yeah, I would say probably talent-wise, you're gonna you're gonna look at the Colts. That's what I was thinking too. 
Kev, anything else before we wrap it up? There are – oh, let me count that. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams that have losing records that made the playoffs last year. That is six out of the 14 teams that made the playoffs last year currently have losing records. That includes the Chiefs. That includes the Seahawks, the, uh, the Washington football team, the Bears. Um, the Steelers, the Colts. I mean, you're looking at a big shift in the playoff picture this year, the way things are going. Do I think it's going to hold that way? Probably not, but I could see at least four or five new playoff teams this year knocking someone out. Okay, I got one real quick. The best 3-0 and team. I'm pretty sure I know the answer already. Best 3-0 and team. See Raiders, Broncos. So you have the Rams, the Cardinals, Rams. the Panthers, Rams. the Raiders, the Broncos, and that's it. Yeah, okay, Rams. Okay, I just wanted to see if somebody else is going to make a stupid argument for, like, the Cardinals or something. No. No, it's the Rams. Rams look really, really good on both sides of the ball. We would say, uh, how about the most surprising 3-0? The most uh, surprising 3-0? Probably the Panthers for me. Or the Cardinals. Say the Raiders. Yeah, I would think because of the strength of schedule, you have to look at the Raiders. Yeah, uh-huh. that's where I'm going with on that one is you're playing a playoff team from last year and a team that missed it by one game. Uh, actually had the same record as a wild card team but lost in the tiebreakers in the Dolphins and in beating both of them. I mean, that's, that's impressive to me. Yeah. All right, boys, anything else? No, it's all good. All righty. Continue, continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about uh, part three. Maybe we'll bring in some college foosball, some, uh, some of the Coolidge guys. We'll figure it out. Anyways. Uh, later. Peace. See ya.